Uh, normally we have one kind of 10-minute talk towards the end of a takeover. This week we're going to have two five-minute talks, one in each half. And uh, today we're talking about loving the Bible. And in this first five-minute little talk, we're going to talk about knowing the Bible. And in the second half towards the end, I'll be talking about knowing the author. Because as we've seen in that video just now, really helpful, um, it's been explaining very quickly for us what the Bible is, which is a collection of divine scriptures that reveal who God is, uh, how we got here, what clearly went wrong, (laughs) but also the wonderful news of what God's uh, done to make that right for anyone who will receive him. The Bible is God's story. It's told, as we read it, it's, um, it's told through people's lives. God's story is told through that. God's story is also told directly through God speaking to his people. That gets recorded down as well uh, in here. And also, it gets revealed through God himself. In the Gospels, they are, the Gospel means good news. They, they are actual biographies of the wonderful news of when God himself arrives as a human being to live among us and to deal with the mess in our hearts. That's what the Bible is all about and how it tells his story. And through it, God speaks to us even today. God's word the Bible is alive. And it's for us now as much as back then. The Bible describes itself in different ways as well. It is his word because it's his spoken revelation. But he also uses different pictures. I'm going to ask you to draw in a minute. Are you ready? Got your crayons and your pencils poised? Okay. Here comes the first one. You've got to listen out for the word. I'll make it obvious. But I'm going to have three different ways in which the God's word describes itself to help us. Very quickly, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Jesus answered to the people, his audience at the time. He says, it is written, man must not live only on, here it comes, bread. There, I'll test a bit of Tesco baguette. Bread. If you're hungry later, yes, you can have a bit. Draw, can you draw a a loaf of bread for me? A loaf of bread. What are you laughing at? A loaf of bread. God's word is like bread. It says man must not live only on bread. He must also live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it's saying that God's word is like bread. It's like food. What does that mean? These are are words in a book, aren't they? What does that mean? Well, it, it means that without food, we get weak, don't we? And without, without food, we can actually lose the ability to think clearly because our brain isn't nourished as much as our body isn't nourished. Uh, eventually, if we're not eating for a very long time, a long period of time, eventually we lose the, um, the ability to function, don't we? And uh, over an extended period of time, we cannot survive without food. And it's saying here that Jesus, he's saying, we should feast, therefore, on every word that comes from God's mouth. Um, his word keeps us going spiritually, like food keeps us going physically. So God's word is like bread. There it is. I'm going to put it up here so you can all see it. God's word is like bread. It's our spiritual food for our survival. Let me put that there. Oh, it smells lovely. Oh. The next one. What's the next one I'm going to ask you to draw? Have you done your drawings? Don't worry if you haven't finished. You can always come back to finish it off later. Here comes number two. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says... The word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any sword. Look what the Richardson's made for me. This is brilliant. I love it. The word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any sword that has two edges. Are you drawing a picture of a sword? Draw a picture of a sword. Then you remember when you take it home and mum and dad stick it, obviously, on the fridge, because that's where they all go, don't they? 
It's sharper than any sword that has two edges. It cuts deep enough to separate soul from spirit. It can separate bones from joints. It judges the thoughts and the purposes of the heart. It says God's word is like a sword. Well, what, does, what does that mean? Well, it means it can help us know the difference between what God loves and what he doesn't. It can cut between what's right and what's wrong. It can separate the good from the bad. That's what it does. It's better than any physical sword because it never goes blunt. It's always, God's word is always true. It never changes. And so it's like, if you imagine like a, a surgeon's scalpel, that's sharp and that cuts. You can imagine that can do damage. A sword, a sword is built to do damage. Let's have a look. Look at that. That's a really good, that's a really good sword. Yeah, well done. Very good. Well done, Joshua. Um, but like a surgeon's scalpel, a surgeon's scalpel is not meant to bring harm, is it? It's meant to bring healing. And in the same way, God's word, it cuts us in a way that doesn't hurt us, but is meant to help us. So God's word is like a sword that brings healing. It helps us know right from wrong. So I'll put that up there so you can see it. And then we're going to go for the third one. What's it going to be? Any guesses? Psalm 119, verse 105 says, now I have to prepare myself for this one. Jenny's helped me out. Jenny and her fairy lights, she loves them. There we go. Ah, your word is like a lamp. You're drawing a picture of a lamp. Your word is like a lamp that shows me the way, is like a light that guides me. The Bible says God's word is like a lamp. Let's explore a little bit more of what that means. Has anyone got lost before? Any of the children? Have you ever got lost before? And you don't know where, you don't know where mum or dad are? Sorry? In Sainsbury's, one of the worst places to get lost. Because you can't find your way back to your mum and dad. You don't know where to go. You don't feel safe. It's quite scary, isn't it? You, you don't know the way home. And it's even worse when it's dark, isn't it? And it's harder to see in case you trip up or you go the wrong way. It's scary. And in the same way, this verse, it tells us that the Bible is how we can see where to go. It shows us the way home. So when this was written, when God's Bible was written, there were no street lamps, were there? And so if you went out at night, you'd definitely need a lamp to show the way, to make sure you don't trip up and go the wrong direction. And in the same way, it's that the Bible helps us to do that throughout our lives to find our way back to Jesus. That's what it does. It shows us. God's word is like a lamp. It shows us the right way home. So let me put that up there as well. We have bread, we have a sword, and we have a lamp. One feeds us, one heals us, and one leads us. As well, that's what God's word does. I'm going to leave it there. We're going to come back a little bit later to talk a bit more about this. And that's the point about the Bible. It's one thing to know the Bible; it's another thing to know the author, isn't it? And as that, remember that video we watched in the first half. Really quickly, just gives us a broad sweep of what the Bible is, doesn't it? And it reminded us that it's actually 66 different books. I'll talk about this a bit more next week as well. 66 different books by 40 different human authors. But as the video pointed out, that's all been overseen and inspired by one primary author behind it all, who is God himself. He's, he's been inspiring those human writers with the right words to write down. That's what he did. And it's this one big, true, unified story that shows his love for us through Jesus. The Old Testament is effectively the first two-thirds of the Bible, it's the first 39 books, and the Old Testament sets 
the scene for God himself, it turns out to be Jesus, it sets the scene for God himself, Jesus, to come and rescue us from the mess that we've got ourselves into. And then the final third, what we now call the New Testament, it gives us the historical records of when Jesus did come, um, but it tells us what happened afterwards, and it tells us, it then shows us how we can now love him in return. And as it all throughout, it turns out that the Bible's author is actually also the Bible's hero. Um, Luke chapter 24, verse 27. There's a lovely moment when after his resurrection, Jesus has died for our sins and he's come back to life on the third day brilliantly in a new glorified form. And so he starts appearing to the disciples like, I'm back, I've sealed the deal, I've done it, I'm victorious. But they don't recognize him immediately, some of them. And he's walking with two particular uh, disciples on a road and just they're chatting while they're walking. And they don't recognize him immediately. And in Luke 24, verse 27, it says that beginning with Moses and all the prophets, the Old Testament, there's the scriptures that they had at the time, it says that using all that, Jesus interpreted to these disciples in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He was showing them that actually it was all about him. And the Bible is all about Jesus. Now, we love our heroes, don't we? We love our heroes. We love Superman. We love Princess Leia. We love Indiana Jones. We love Wonder Woman. And there's a reason why we're drawn to these characters. It's because of their strength and their trustworthiness. And they, they, they keep making wrongs right again, don't they? And that draws us to, to, to them. We find that very attractive. Something in us wants to know that person. Well, Jesus is the ultimate hero in existence, in real life when it comes to power and goodness and mercy and justice. He's the top of the top of the top of the top. He's the only one who is good enough and strong enough and merciful enough to be able to fix the brokenness in our hearts and in the world around us. And the Bible is the best way to get to know him. And so how can we do that? As I finish some practicals, which we're now going to spend a little bit of time of prayer with, Four easy little bits, little tips, if you like, little bits of advice. How can we get to know Jesus better through the Bible? Firstly, time. Got to make time to do it, haven't we? Sometimes I haven't had time. I haven't had time to read my Bible today. But I've, I've watched three films and cooked, cooked three meals and been to see my friends and etc. 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 Read the paper. We do have time to read our Bible, don't we? But we need to decide. It's a choice, isn't it? So we need to make time. Secondly, we need to put away distractions, particularly in this day and age. They're always in our pocket, aren't they? It's easy. We need to put away distractions, or whatever that might be for us. We need to just be able to spend some quality time with them. There's nothing worse than talking to someone who keeps looking over your shoulder, concentrating on something else. And that's the same when we're distracted, when we're reading our Bible. God's like, I'm here. <laughs> Can I just have your attention? It's good for you. Sometimes we need to put away distractions, don't we? I'll remind you of these in a minute. Time distractions. Thirdly, find out what works for you. Some of us find it easier to read. Some of, some of us find it less easy to read sometimes. But you can also listen to the Bible these days. I'm not about putting away distractions, but if you're using your, Bible, uh, using your phone app to read your Bible, for example, most apps now, um, Bible apps, have a loudspeaker. You press it and it will talk to you. Yesterday I was driving around in the car listening to Psalm 91. It's great, Psalm 105, just bosh, and listening to that and praising God while I'm driving. You can listen to the Bible as well. You can memorise verses. Idols be memorising verses, haven't you? Well done, Psalm 23, bosh. Love it. It's good to memorise verses. Sometimes that's a helpful way for us to 
to really um, get, get the word in deeper as well. So make time, put away distractions, find out what works for you. And fourthly, we need to go deeper. As even David was um, telling us just a few weeks ago, it's not just about reading the Bible. It's about studying it and getting it into our bones, if you like, getting deeper into what, what it's really saying. Not just reading and remembering it, but studying, learning what it means with the help of others, with each other. Ask for each other's help. Let's do this together. That's what our small groups are for as well, partly. Let's do it together. But also there are guides, there are commentaries. Phil Moore's Straight to the Heart books. I'll tell you all about them. If I I've been evangelistic about those books for most, most of you probably now. If you haven't heard about them, come and find me. They really help you in bite-sized pieces every day to get deeper into the Word, to understand the historical context, what those words mean, and it makes it just so much richer. We can go mining into God's Word and go deeper. Make time, put away distractions, find out what works for you when it comes to reading or listening and so on, and going deeper as well in whichever way. Now, I'm sure for each one of those, maybe more than one of those, you're thinking, that's me. I need to make more time. I'm not really going deeper. I'm just reading it and skimming it and thinking I've done it and move on with my day. Maybe you need to go deeper. Maybe you need to put away distractions. You're easily distracted and you just can't concentrate on his word. Or maybe you just struggle to, to read sometimes and maybe you need to change how you get into the Bible and maybe you're listening to it and so on. Maybe there's something you need to do. Well, whichever one of those, Pete, do you mind just coming up and just playing for a moment? We're just going to spend a bit of prayerful moment just for a few minutes um, between us. Which one of those is particularly nudging right now? No, I need, I need to make a choice. Every day I'm going to just give, set some time aside. Or I'm easily distracted. I'm, I'm reading the Bible every day, but I'm not really taking those words in. Maybe I need to find a way to not be distracted. Maybe I need to find a different way of reading it or listening to it. Maybe there's a different way of doing it while I'm out driving as well as when I'm sitting down. Uh, maybe if I need to find a way to help me read the Bible. Maybe I need to find a different translation. Ask for help. Some translations are better than others. Ask for help. We can help you find the right one for you. That will help just the language sometimes can be a bit complicated. Sometimes it's a bit too simple. There's, there's, a, there's a way of working out which one's right. And maybe you just need to go deeper. I need to not just read the Bible and memorize those words and then walk away. I need, I need to study. I need to get under the bonnet a little bit more. Which one of those is particularly nudging for you right now? I don't know if you've noticed, but there's four little posters up in each corner.